0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Go On. I'm Jaron Weatherly. I'm Christian Nikolov. And Jaron, who is our guest today? Our guest is the utmost amazing. I cannot recognize already. Incredible. <laughs> I wasn't even finished. No, and no, no. magnificent. Oh no, no, no. Christian Ellis. We're talking about Jesus. Hi guys. <laughs> welcome to the podcast.
1: Guys, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's such an honor, privilege i honor and like respect you guys a great deal. So it's such a an honor to be a oh, part wow. of
0: your, your, your podcast. We, we we just went from cheering you on to you cheering us on. <laughs> but um no, we've been wanting to have Christian on the podcast for quite a while now, ever since we've so had Go on has started since Go on has
2: started. Yeah, we were actually talking about it. Yeah, wow. so it's been a while. Oh we've, my gosh, that's everybody so that we've humbling. had on
0: the podcast <laughs> since, like, we have always every name that we've had, we've always talked about having them on the show. Mm-hmm. Wow, and so it's so just so cool to get to have this opportunity and to do it in a season where we both are getting to know you like mm-hmm, in a more yeah. personal way, both as like captains mm-hmm. and working on staff and stuff like that. It's just been a unique experience. <laughs>
2: You know, the first time I met Christian, it was like after an Unchapel. (laughs) And he like, he was talking to someone and then like turned to me and he's like, we should get coffee. And I was like, okay. And I remember like, we tried to get coffee and then we were both busy and we couldn't. And then the next time, He's like, you down? And then I was like, my whole dishwasher like. Oh my god! I you remember, remember that. that? I do. <laughs> I put dish soap just dish soap in my dishwasher like an idiot because I was so lazy and I was just like, I don't have any more of those pods. <laughs> and the whole thing, literally for like three days, I just had soap coming out of my dishwasher. Oh my goodness. But then eventually we got coffee. We and did. Get to hang out yes, a little bit. Yes, we did. That's oh, cool. Wow. I've never been invited
0: so, out for coffee by Christian Ellis. That's pretty, well, that's pretty well, impressive. Well, the invitation <laughs> is happening now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so you just let me
1: know when you want to connect. Official on not. He's like,
0: it took getting on a podcast I don't know, uh, no, no
1: no, no. No, no,
0: um, no. no, okay. I don't remember the first time I met you, but I do remember this summer... Or no, I do remember when you came to me before this summer, and Dr. Umidi had a video series interview with some, somebody that had just written a book. Yeah, and you had reached out to me to come and help film, and and I was like, whoa, this is like really cool. Like right as school had gotten canceled, I was like, oh my goodness, school gets canceled, and I'm I had just gotten hired to CM staff, and then I got this. I was like, man, school gets canceled, but I'm getting two jobs. Like, yeah. what is going on? And just getting to work in that environment and the creativity. And then that summer, even today, I was talking to Sage Thomas, who's been on this podcast, and she was like talking about when you did the interview with that famous uh, worship singer,
1: Kira uh, Shear, yes. right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And I had edited that video over yeah. the summer and I remember having to do it at least 7 times because of Facebook's uh algorithm and their uh the copyright yes, infringements and even stuff. Even though we had
1: permission, but that's a yeah, whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole
0: thing, but I ended up having to redo that edit multiple times because of that. But regardless, I ended up having a great time and it led to so many wonderful relationships being built and so out of that's my uh relationship with Christian. And then it we both Crossed ways when we became captains. Yeah, and just the the conversations that we've had at why not? Oh my god! Oh my (laughs) god! But I I so love the fact that I can just be like
1: real, like with Mm -hmm, you guys mm -hmm. there. You know, like really real. I don't I don't don't like the the fake stuff. I'm not in for you know the surfacey stuff. I'm not Mm -hmm. in for that i will go deep really quick Mm. with you spiritually but also like let's have a fun time Mm. all in the name of
2: jesus
0: yes you can
1: can be saved and have fun so and we
0: definitely have had fun
2: (laughs) (laughs) um Um, do you want to hear about our topic for today
0: yes yes go ahead and go on and tell us what the topic is chris
2: our topic for today is biblical manhood and i don't know why I thought about it when, you know, I heard Christian was going to be our guest. But it just came to my mind, and I was like, let's do it. You know, let's roll with it. And something that, for all the viewers and listeners, it's something that is close and dear, near and dear to my heart. Oh, yes, it Biblical is. Biblical manhood.
0: You have been begging um, me since we started this podcast to do this <laughs> You always topic.
2: say begging. I've never begged yeah,
0: once. <laughs> it's been. You've mentioned it a few times. i, I mentioned
2: it a lot. but um, Yes. But now we're doing it. Yeah, you know, I think there's something in, you know— in you know unpopular opinion but in gender roles and in in you know masculinity and femi- femininity and just trying to like you know i've had so many questions because i you know i believe that you know man and woman are different um but then you have your extremes and then you have your um in today's society especially in secular society it's just like total totally like non-existent like those there's just those lines aren't there to begin with mm. Um, and so, I just kind of want to talk about it and see what you know what it means to be a man. Yeah. What it, from a biblical perspective, what does the Bible have to say? Yeah, absolutely. Say about that. And
0: even in starting that conversation, would you like even take us back to like your testimony in your childhood and growing up, and like mm-hmm. what did that look like this t- in regards to this topic? Like, what did that look like for you?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, first super honored and super. Unqualified to talk to, to, to any subject, uh, but I think you know. Looking back on my life, it's so interesting um, because you think about manhood. You got to look at it from a spiritual perspective, or you know, the biblical worldview, or you look at it from like secular culture. Yeah. And uh, you know, I grew up grateful to have like both parents in the home. Some people, you know, don't have don't have that like privilege, but it doesn't mean they're you know, it's it's bad for them. But it's just saying. I'm just grateful I had that growing up. So I had my father, who's a pastor um, at home. So I had a father figure. Um, But as a guy, like, you know, I wasn't as into sports. I like, I participated in like theater in high school. Like I participated participated in in, in singing and, and musicals and all these different things that like, the secular culture would say, Oh, that's not a real man. You know, like real man's that, like, you gotta watch NFL Sunday, you know, Sunday night, and you gotta watch basketball or MLB or, or NASCAR. You gotta, like, love outdoors and uh-huh. cut grass and go fish. <laughs> <Yeah. sit laughs> sure. Yo, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's what secular, like secular culture like tells us. So growing up, I had to learn how to be, and it was difficult at times, but learn how to be comfortable in my masculinity, though. I participated in things that secular culture and even people that love Jesus would be like, oh, that's not really like masculine, Mm. you know, because like I want to like sing or I want to like do this or I want to, you know, watch a, a, a movie instead of going outside and playing for three hours in the mud. Like and I had to learn to be okay and say just because. I don't do this or do that or I don't like sit with my father on Thursday night, fo- night? Night- Thursday night football and watch, you know, uh, the Cowboys play all night. Doesn't make me less of a man. Like what makes me a man more than anything is like a heart after God. You know, only time in scripture does, does God say this person is a man after my own heart. It's so interesting. And I had to look at it from a different perspective, but it required work. It required um, kind of really laying down insecurities and and in fear and and f- in comparison, feeling like I don't measure up or so look at the next guy and feel like oh he's more masculine or oh, he's more this or that like oh he'll he'll, he'll get the girl. He'll get the girl. Um, quicker than I can, because like, or just you know, are girls really even interested in a guy like me? Do I need to roughen up? Do I need to do this or that in order to like, you know, be a man? And it's been a a learning process. It's been a shift of perspective and learning how to love, More for, foremost, love God, because you can't love without having a revelation of, of God's love, but like loving, coming into, um, to loving myself and loving you know my quirks and, and 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 you know, not giving in to, to to my flaws or saying oh my flaws are just perfect and never changing them, but learning to embrace the 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 positive and the negative uh, about me yeah. and evolving and growing um, to be the biblical man God desires all males
0: yeah. to be. Yeah. that's interesting that you say that because even growing up like i have very similar background in the fact that i didn't watch sports at all in fact really nobody in my family except for my brothers got into soccer a little bit later but nobody in my family really watches sports at all we'd watch the super bowl but that was it that was the only game the entire year we would watch and i come from a theater background as well and singing and all that kind of stuff and always like was felt like i was the odd man out uh at school like everybody else was into sports and their dads were like either in business or construction and I came out of this creative family with, as a pastor's kid and so it was always trying to figure out like that idea of like who I am and it what like that security and that that uh feeling kind of worthless was like it was like wondering you know am I even worth it if I'm not matching up to anybody else and you really hit the nail on the head when you're talking about the fact that it's like it's until you really surrender all of that over to the Lord and your identity is in the Lord and not in even just your personality or characteristics or even what you like to do. If you're fully secure in the Lord, then those things that he's added on to you that build out your personality become like your strong suit in a sense. And, I, yeah, it took me even to now. I'm still even try, becoming comfortable and discovering the newness about things that are – Uh, that I am specifically and maybe not what others are around me. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So, so when it comes to like, you know, your interests and stuff like that, like, like, okay. Like even we all did theater, like I did theater too. And it's like, you know, from a secular perspective, yeah, totally. Theater is like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of gay. You know, like people say that and you're just like, like, what are you talking about? Like, I just enjoy this. And then you start to question it. But like, do you think that there are like, certain things that are like masculine or just like certain things that just kind of like make you seem like more manly like at least here in my head like when i see like a guy wearing like a a flannel and like a big bushy beard cutting down like a tree that just like is shouting manhood right it makes me laugh that he
0: brings this up because even over (laughs) summer break when me and him were talking about something i had um i was working on like a like a funny parody song i was writing this funny parody song and it was about skinny jeans and so we got into this big conversation about like can wear he men was wear he, yeah jeans. <laughs> he, he i don't know if it was you had said you watched a video or something or uh-huh. read an article or something and you were like jaren i just think i think maybe we should stop wearing skinny jeans and so it was just hearing that kind of like what is like manly even just like you're talking about in regards to just the outward appearance. Mm -hmm. like looking at that
2: and i'm i'm still trying to you know mm -hmm. figure it out that's why you know i read articles and i watch videos um oh man i listened to this i've listened to this one podcast and it's called like just like it's like a real manly manly podcast and the dude's like total like like if you are like if you do theater like you're like that's disobeying god Like this dude was a Christian or like, you know, something like outrageous like that. Or like if you wear skinny jeans. And so I was just thinking about it and it's like, okay, you know, let me uh, be open to what is being said, not just like totally trash it. Like maybe, maybe there's something in this. Um, And I even, I forgot what it was in the Bible, but it it said like, there's, there's, you know, there's the King James version that says like, um, like femininity, like Like, nothing feminine. And then in the ESV, it says, like, um, I think it says, like, homosexuality or sex with men. And, like, those are two different things. And so if you're reading the King James and I'm reading the ESV, we are thinking, you know, we might both be Christians. Like, forget about the secular. We might both be Christians. But now we think that, you know, one way to be, like, this is, like, being more masculine and being that lumberjack is, like, right. Right. While like the guy who's doing theater is is wrong, he's sinning against God, and so, I mean that's a whole that's a whole other thing. But do you think there are like just things that are just like manly? Um,
1: according to 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 culture, yes. Hmm. Not know, to the Bible. I think the Bible doesn't state. I don't see where it says. Yeah. And you shall spend. Uh huh. Ten hours outside <laughs> in the dirt. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you shall go into the woods and cut down trees like, all day.
2: Yeah, yeah. Specific
1: And then you goals. shall play sports for for, for three hours mm-hmm. and this is your the Bible doesn't say that, mm-hmm. but what the Bible does tell us to do as men is to respect mm-hmm. is to love God mm-hmm. and to love his people yeah. is to be providers mm-hmm. to be intentional about finding our good things to be people that are willing to work hard, that are willing to be humble—that's what the Bible tells us. So when I'm thinking about a man, I'm, where what's your heart posture? Where what's your humility? Where is your respect? Where is your willingness to work hard and to provide and to cover?
2: Their character and morality. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Where is your love for God?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like where like where is your relationship with the Lord? I want to, like, show me a biblical man, show me a man after God's own heart, mm-hmm. as as God said about David.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, he didn't say, this This is a person. He said, this is a man. God highlighted that that was so an, an example. Revelation talks about Jesus being the root of David. God highlights David, not just in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, even into the last book of the Bible because of the magnitude of David's willingness To serve God even through His failures, Mm. his his um yeah, his 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 his, is you know I mean we're not 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 aware of of you know David messing up with Bathsheba and all these different Mm -hmm. things like his disobedience like so often. But one thing I love about David is that he continually repented, continually went to the, like, to the feet of the Lord and like continually lifted up a praise and like wanted to ensure that he offered a clean like pure sacrifice before the Lord. So,
0: mm. No, yeah, absolutely. And would you even like, I love that. Well, one, I love that, that picture of David going back to the Lord. Like I was talking to somebody recently. I was like, you know that like feeling or even when you like mess up and you go to the Lord and you're like, Lord, I'm back here again. And he's like, I'm here with you right now too and so it's like that idea of like you can see that there is growth even when we mess up yes and like the integrity behind that because like even even just like yesterday i messed up Mm. and i had said some i was talking with somebody and just and just personally and we know each other really well so we were able to be open with each other but even after the conversation i felt like i had come off a little too strong Mm. and that i was saying things i was like i shouldn't have said that And so the I stepped back and prayed about it and asked for repentance on that and just like it was like going to the Lord and saying, like, I messed up and then going to that person to say, I'm sorry that Mm -hmm. I did this. And that even in that I felt it felt really good. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I would rather be in a position where I had messed up and had gone to the Lord and then gone to that person and asked and received forgiveness than to have messed up and not done anything about it. Just let it sit. And just the, even just the moment of the opportunity that I had to go and apologize to this person felt new and refreshing, mm-hmm. and felt like a step in a direction that where it's like even just when we're talking about biblical manhood, just feeling like that I as as not just as a man but just as as a child of God am honoring Him in the fact that I am I was working to humble myself, and and even just that taking the steps to build my character. Um, which it then even ties into, and I don't want to jump around too much, but at um, on New Life Church on Sunday when uh, they were talking about, you know, you're gonna get, you're gonna go into your marriage and you're not gonna be completely perfect. Yeah, you're not gonna be the idea that you weren't even, you're not gonna be ready for when you say I do in regards to your growth. That it's that it takes it into a new level when mm-hmm. you match up with that person that you're going to grow together. And that kind of hit me like strange. Like I thought like for some reason I had thought like I have to be this perfect man yeah. before I can get married. But the reality is, is that that is just a step in the growth a process. Step in the growth. Yeah. In relation to my own I mean,
2: heart. you want to have, be emotionally stable. And-
0: you want, you want to be. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, yeah. There's,
1: there's there's different, like there's definitely growth. Oh yeah. Involved in, and, in, and, you know, for progression in regards to morality and, and mental health and spiritual health and emotional health but there is also an aspect that is something my own heart i've had to come to realize that a certain aspect that's also growing alongside like your spouse and being willing to like learn together and and and, and, and you know sometimes we mess up but getting back up again you know those type of things so probably learning a new level of, of grace and and mercy yeah so yeah
0: yeah
2: absolutely and i think that can even go into like I mean, I don't want to get too far off topic, but what, you know, even what a man looks like in in the marriage, because, you know, it says, you know, um, you know, it says wives submit to your husbands and uh, husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. And it also says that, you know, the husband is th- the head of his wife. Um, and so, you know, I mean, most people know this, but like it can get perverted where, you know, the wife, the I'm sorry, the husband is just this dominant abuser and the wife just does everything that the husband says um and you know just talking about like as you were like Jared just the vulnerability that a man should have like it's it's manly to be vulnerable mm-hmm. um like it's like it's okay to cry like yeah. mm-hmm. you know i mean i don't think that you know a guy should just be like c- crying all the time like you know that's, that's a problem and i think there's times where you know you just need to be like there's times where you're going to need to just, like, shed a single tear, wipe it, and, like, do what you got to do. And, like, in a sense, man up. Like, you know, like, you got to, like, I think girls can do this, too. Like, you got to be strong. There's going to be times where you can't just go in the corner and cry. But there's there's going to be times where you can, you know. Um, and,
0: and when and, you do it with somebody, you know, that you love and that you're yeah. married to, then it's becoming, it's not just you taking on that, that weight that that you have somebody to help you carry it even even then adding in the Lord into that relationship that yeah. that you can ultimately surrender yeah. that over to him, mm-hmm. and I think you bring up a interesting concept even in the just bringing up like the roles of husbands and wives, and then how that pertains to biblical manhood and whatnot and for me I, from I, I don't know if the number is exact, but i from what my parents have told me that I know of is that they? my dad has ever only had to really put his foot down on a decision once or twice, maybe three times in their marriage. Mm -hmm. Everything else that they have done, they have done in partnership together. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's how they always talk. And that's how they've always lived, is that they've lived it out as a partnership. And that has always been true to me because I will be the first person to say, I do not have it all figured out. And I'm strong in some areas and I am weak in some others. And just that hope and that really that, you know, trust in the Lord that one day when I do meet my spouse and then we get to have a relationship in that way, she's going to be able to fill in those puzzle pieces that I personally can't. And then I'll be able to fill in those puzzle pieces that she can't. And then that you're in a sense, you know, equally yoked, even in that regard of like you offer different perspective. And even in just expounding on that in regards to like, when it's okay for men to be vulnerable and women to be vulnerable, I think it all has to come down to discernment in a sense. It's like really seeing out what the The entire situation is, looking at it, and then making that deciding factor of like, what is the best way to respond? Because even in working with kids, there's been times where I've been like, this is a moment where I can sit down and actually just talk out the thing that's going on. And then there's other times where I'm like, nope, you need to do this. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. And so I think it's it comes down to discernment in a lot of ways, but yeah, it's interesting. And this is coming from two single guys, so I'm, I'm right there with y'all. So <laughs> we we talk about this together. Yeah,
2: <laughs> three single guys.
0: But yeah, but what what would you say um, for you? Like you were talking about your dad and just like the example of biblical manhood that he set for you for your family at a young age, like, and how has that shaped you? Mm-hmm yeah you know I think
2: was your dad like a real manly man? was he open with you guys what what was that like and how you know
1: my father was more of the manly man okay so like like I said earlier, the football the football and and the sports and all these everything you know he he would be he would have a he has a strong opinion about certain things, mm-hmm. but I will say that I he's a man of God yes. I will say he's a pastor. He, he pastors a church in South Virginia. Um, I will say that I believe, personally, that I feel like his opinion in regards to masculinity began to shift. Some, mm-hmm. I think it had to shift because he recognized that his one of his sons was was doing theater and, and musical and mm-hmm. like wanted to do worship and all these different things, stuff that's like not as prevalent you know you look oftentimes in like a worship team or whatever it's probably usually a lot of females the guys are musicians but so i think for him it kind of shifted his his culture so i mean at first i think it was kind of a little like like what's going on here this that but i think as he saw my involvement and saw my passion but yet saw my love for the lord i think he recognized oh these two these two things can go together they're so I think there was a a a shift in, in thought for him. You know, he comes from North Carolina, and, you know, rural North Carolina. So it's much it's much different culture than like
2: Yeah. Culture plays a huge part.
1: Virginia Beach right now and it's, you know, kinda of urban feel. Yeah. You know, it's just it's different. Leg so.
2: tattoos. Right. <laughs> There's so many leg tattoos, bro. I go to like Cafe Stella. Here... I like, yeah, every guy, everyone, not even guys, girls, oh, leg got, tattoos? a single leg tattoo. I think oh. it's really dope actually, but it, there's so many of them. I'm like, I don't know. It's <laughs> funny. Not my cup of tea, but <laughs> not your cup of coffee. But, um, but yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Um, I mean, you I say culture plays a big part of it. Yeah. I grew up in Florida, Illinois, Oregon, and now Virginia. And I've been able to kind of see the way people operate in different areas and I will say like in Illinois it's a lot of farmers where I grew up a lot of guys that worked like for John Deere tractors you know a lot of flannel uh, and that kind those kind of flannel and I got to see different flannel when I was in Oregon but um, you see you see the way that I what I always took away from it was we were we were and I was telling this to somebody recently that When we went to church, I, growing up as a pastor's kid, I was more or less, and even still to this day, it was more or less you were kind of working, I was working with my parents and serve and while they were serving. And so I got to have friends, but a lot, some of the churches we went to, there wasn't a lot of people my age. And so, me and my brothers and my sister would always step up and help lead with my parents and like activities or whatever it was. And when we lived in Illinois, we moved to another uh, part of Illinois and got – there was a big church that of a bunch of families. And so growing up, I was friends with all the kids, but it was – we were kind of just friends with the families in general. And so I got to watch different families and how they interacted and how they led. And then I, and in that, I got to watch the fathers and how they led. And so – and in Florida, I got to see that too and because we were at a church that was very toxic in Florida, that was just not a great environment, I got to see the bad side of it. And so you kind of – in in ob- observing people and stuff, you kind of start to garner like things that you like really want to take away and implement to yourself as a man and as eventually the, as as the father and husband of a household but then also there's things that you're like that's something that I really don't want to be a part of and I think you can even see that like in your parents like as you get older too because you can see your parents change it's interesting to look back and like the way my parents were when I was a little kid mm-hmm. to the way my parents are now and like seeing that there is definitely like change yeah. in them
2: Yeah.
0: but then I think like everybody always says that, you know there's things that they admire and want to not necessarily redo, but emulate mm-hmm. that their parents did. And then there's things where we, want we differently. yeah, you want to do differently. Yeah. And ultimately that's going to happen to us when we have kids and they're right. going to be like, there's things that we did that we don't want to do. Right. And so it's like, it's like this idea of like biblical manhood is set in the Bible, but then it's like the way that it just branches out into like, there's so much you can just learn from it. And so, like, I guess for a question even for you, Chris, is, like, what's something that, like, you have learned when just kind of studying and reading up on biblical manhood that you've taken away and said, okay, I really want to implement this into who I am as a man and then also who I am as a eventual husband and father?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the character aspect where it's like, you know— i'm a man of god and i i am a man of my word when it comes to my morals and even in you know just day-to-day friendships like if i say i'm gonna do something like i'm gonna do it and like you know and if i mess up like be vulnerable and stuff like that so there's the character aspect um that you see all throughout the bible um but then there's also like the outward kind of you know like you look at like moses and david and jesus and like you know like that's a manly thing to, you know, uh, what's to, the most loving thing is to like lay down your life for your friend. And like, and Jesus on the cross, nails through hands, blood, you know, whipped, beaten, spit on, thorns in his skull, you know, like, that's just like a, like a gruesome and gory thing, but that just looks, that just sounds like manly to me. That sounds tough. Like, you know, that's just like, or um who am i thinking of um is not nehemiah who who builds the wall yeah and he's just like he's like guys like we gotta build this wall right now like and so they had like swords because they had to protect themselves from whoever was attacking them and then they had to build the wall at the same time so they have a sword in one hand and like a hammer in the other building the wall Mm -hmm. and like you know, working outside, and obviously this is, you know, older times and now, and so I think, you know, as generations and cultures kind of change, like, like the standard for, for what man, like the cultural manhood is, or like secular manhood kind of changes, but I, I would, I would kind of, yeah, exactly, Um, and I would, I would think that, like, I don't know where it is in the Bible, and I think, I think this is true, but the Bible, I think, says to kind of adhere to what, like, what um like what man what is like manly you know not like you know there's I think there's like you don't have to be a lumberjack and you don't have to watch football and things like this but when it comes to just like maybe like the way you dress like if we as Christians decided to wear skirts or dresses like you know I think I think there's something I think there's something wrong with that you know like if I want to wear a man ropper and have you know like you know, just showing off my legs and stuff. Like, there's just, I don't know, there's just something.
0: You're talking, you, you meaning in senses like you want like, to, like, even just, yeah, you presenting like yourself in honorable. And so, like,
2: I'm just trying to, like, there's got to be some line, like, different, you know? Like, when it comes to, you know, being a, a man or woman of God, like, it's pretty similar, you know, character, stuff like that, um, your morals. Um.
1: Yeah, no, I think, and, I want to take it in the spiritual aspect of it mm. it's to me it's to me it starts with the heart like why would a guy be dressing in a male rock? yeah like, what, exactly like what 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 led to the decision mm-hmm. out of the heart like flows the purpose of life like what what led to the decision yeah. you know here's the like reality of the of the bible of the truth that we believe is that when a heart is surrendered to the lord the the, the promise given by scripture is that he will not leave us the same so no matter where we are in our walk with masculinity if our heart is completely surrendered to the lord he will change us and mold us and shape us and and prune us and discipline us whatever way he can to make us who he wants us to be Like he is faithful to complete what he started
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i think you know and i keep going back to david because it's just to me that that's where it starts from to be in a heart to say hey god to be to be willing to say jesus i'm i'm unsure about this whole masculinity thing you know i look at what culture tells me culture tells me that i i need to have a lot of money culture tells me i need to have a lot of wisdom culture tells me i need to to you know be this hardworking guy culture needs to tell me i need to have the, i need to have the baddest chick in the world and that my private part has to be this big thing that's what culture tells us to mm-hmm. be honest but, like, what is your thoughts? What is your heart regarding me? Not comparison. Not mm-hmm. trying to be like someone mm-hmm. else or this guy or get that guy. What is your heart for? Make it personal for a Christian. Mm-hmm. What is masculinity for me? Show me. Reveal yourself to me. When we look in Scripture, when we look at, at, at Saul, when we look at First Samuel chapter nine and ten, we see a lot of things that culture would tell us. Is a man. Saul had wealth, came from a rich family. Saul helped his father tend to, to the flock. So that means he, he had wealth, he, he was a hard worker, he had servants, so that means he was a leader. The Bible says in 1 Samuel, uh, uh, was it uh, chapter 9, verse 2, that there was no one more handsome mm-hmm. than Saul.
2: Tall, he, handsome. Tall, handsome. You see foot. that throughout. He had
1: the, he had the body. He had the beauty. He had the build. He was king, so he had the woman. He had the wealth. He had the prestige. But God rejects Saul. And God states in scripture that he wishes that he, he, he had not. Mm. God himself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the scripture. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I, I don't want to, to mess that up because I think it's, I, he said, I regret Mm. That I have made Saul king,
2: mm.
1: God, and He anoints. Who, who did He anoint? He anointed David, not the tallest,
2: mm-hmm. not
1: the fastest, not the one with all the chicks, not the one with this or that. The shepherd's boy
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was what—that was the, the youngest and the smallest of the pack.
2: And all the manly men would be like, "Who's this guy? Why? Who's this who? little kid?" But it took a
1: man. In that culture, Mm. that people say, Oh, he's not as masculine to kill Goliath Mm -hmm. because the real man wouldn't. Mm. That man is the one that released, has has God used to write songs that we sing to this day, Mm -hmm. that we read scripture to this day, that we quote, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall. Now, that man, God says, He is a man. That's the only way in scripture where God says, He is a man after my own. And It was because David was this. It wasn't David was that. Because David never one had a priority that I'm going to love the Lord thy God with all of my heart, my mind, and my soul. And we see from the start that David, a start of David's story in Scripture to the end, we see the evolving of David's character, of David's morality, of David's love for the Lord. And it's because David's heart posture, God took him where he was and changed him and molded him and pruned him to be the man he wanted him to be. So it starts with any man that's trying to figure out this whole masculinity thing and trying to, to figure out, especially in a biblical sense, and, and, and trying to deal with culture, that they start with a heart posture that says, Jesus, I want to love you with all my heart, mind, and soul, and I want you to do the necessary work in me to evolve me and to change me. Because only by his grace. Mm. I can go out and and, and, and and you know, grab an axe and, and cut down trees all day and, and watch football till my mm, eyes mm-hmm. bleed and do all these things. But it doesn't make me a man because if I don't have the revelation of Jesus Christ, I'm a man that's mm. going to hell.
2: You can be hiding behind all that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, I wow. can have the, the, the baddest chick in the world. I can have the, 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 the you know, the, the greatest prestige and, and, and all this. I can have the best body and still go to hell. Mm-hmm. Where's my masculinity then? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, it, to me, this biblical manhood starts with the heart. How, like, even let's go into, back into this whole thing about marriage and, and loving your wife. Yeah. Where does it start with? How do you love your wife? By, he says, love your wife as Christ loves the church. We have to have a revelation of how Christ loves the church before you can love your wife then. Mm-hmm. So, that means you've got to love God. So, that means God has to be your priority. So, everything starts with the reality of seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness and all things should be added unto him. But this is the truth that people feel like, oh, we're doing too, we're doing, we've been too spiritual. Or oh, we're, we're, we're doing too much. Or God didn't do it like that. But the scripture tells us that we are nothing on our own. Proverbs tells us that we should not lean to our own understanding, but to acknowledge him in all our ways. So scripture supports backs it up, pushes us, encourages us, admonishes us to seek the face of the Lord, to love the, our Lord with all our heart. And what is the outcome? Us evolving to be more Mm -hmm. and more like the Lord and Savior that we love.
0: Absolutely.
1: That we confess to believe in.
0: Mm -hmm. No. It's truth. Come on. Woo! Speaking truth.
2: Jeez, that was so good. I mean,
0: I would say I would not be here today without the Lord. Period. No. Like, just the idea that I could even do it on my own. It's just crazy. And I want to touch on this real quick because... I've
1: been working out a lot, and I'm at the gym. This is how. This is also. This is so crazy. I was thinking about this. I was at the gym, and the gym I go to is like one of those like popular Olympic weightlifting gym. Like guys are like diesel built, like the muscle man. Like you think of like the strong built guy, and like I'm like 160 pounds, you know, trying to grow but like skinny, and I'm like. Jesus, these people around here, God, <laughs> they are probably looking at me and judging me so hard, but, you know, there's multiple stations, you know, equipment, and I was trying to see if a guy was using it, and here's the thing, he was built, he was muscular, he had the the the, the external, the, you know, appearance of being mm-hmm. this masculine man, and I was like, hey, are you using this? And the response that came out was, like, oh, yeah, you're good, and I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> But culture would have been like, oh, that's a man. But like, he's not operating in his masculinity. He's not. He was very flamboyant. Yeah. So it's just like, okay. So you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because there, are, there are some guys that, and since some people will call, would will say they're more feminine. I don't believe in like guys just being acting feminine, like and do all that. We you got I posture. Mm-hmm. Right? I believe in that whole thing that. You know, guys can go and act like girls. No, no, no. That was a liar. But yeah. there's things that culture would say, oh, that's more feminine. But I know guys that are, there are more feminine, but more men than guys that have what culture says. It's like the man. So, so I'm mm-hmm. going to say, it's just.
2: No. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, it's your confidence in the Lord, um, you know, that, you know, makes you a man right like you can hide behind you know you're saying like these big muscles and honestly those are just insecurities obviously it's not it's not wrong to be built right it's not wrong to be a lumberjack it's not wrong to whatever not at all whatever but that's for you yeah exactly that's your
1: story yeah but when
2: your confidence is in right my big muscles and and whatever then yeah then you're you have a wrong you're having an identity crisis you're you know because once you get old and those muscles deflate and, you know, your marriage doesn't go well and that girl leaves you. Right. And you're in a hole.
0: Yeah. If you don't have that foundation, yeah, everything's going to crumble.
1: You know, you even thought about, I was thinking, you said something about crying earlier. Yeah, yeah. I was singing on, on uh, worship on Sunday at New Life and, and uh, we were singing the song, Worthy. Hmm. And your boy, I'm going to say your boy, mm-hmm. this Tears just was flowing down my face. Yeah. I could not, like, I just kept crying, thinking about the wordiness of God. Mm-hmm. So i be like, oh, that's, that's feminine. But there is something beautiful crying for the Lord when you cry yeah. for the Lord. That's, that's, that's
2: like the manliest thing. The other, that's a man, right? The other yo, night. Me, yeah, I'm not a girl, but I can tell you, all the girls listening right now are like, oh, man. When they see their <laughs> if he's crying <laughs> over God.
0: You need, you might need to think twice.
1: <laughs> That's a man right there. When he when he out of pure adoration for the Lord.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, let's go let's go into this real quick. Okay, and I'm gonna okay I'm okay gonna sit, sit sit on down. But like, let's look at let's look at our Christ. You know, we we talk about guys. Guys shouldn't be emotional. Now, I do believe in, in emotional stability. Yeah. But yeah. there's there's an unhealthy aspect of that in yeah. which we say guy shouldn't cry, the devil. Because when I look at multiple scriptures, how David wept before the Lord. How, how how John when when they were asking who was worthy in Revelation, who was worthy to to who can open up the scroll, and no one in heaven or earth were found worthy. It said that John wept because no one was found worthy. That's emotional. Or oh, let's go further about how Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane cried out with with, with tears, as, as Luke says, as dropped sweat, as drops of blood. That's emotional. Mm-hmm. Or oh, how he showed his vulnerability. No, you got to be strong. But my but my Lord and Savior, who we who we say we need to follow His example, wept and was and was and was frightened and, and was nervous, in yeah. mm-hmm. anguish, in deep anguish. So that's and let's let's take it to to when Lazarus. Jesus knew that Lazarus was just, according to him, sleeping. Jesus knew that he was going to come and yeah. to awake. He even says, Father, I thank you now for this. I already know you're going to do this. But this is for them to believe. Yeah. But yet, the same chapter. I'm getting excited. Y'all just slow. <laughs> I, no, I love it when
0: you get into the, the human side of Jesus. Yes.
1: There's- The same chapter is in that same story. Jesus saw the emotions of Mary, of Martha, of the people. He saw their emotional instability. He saw their hurt and their pain. And it says, and Jesus wept. He knew that he was going to bring Lazarus back. But Jesus wept because his heart had empathy. And our culture and even Christianity, religious men, religious women say you can't be emotional and you can't be uh, vulnerable and you can't show your weakness and, and you can't be as super empathetic. But my Jesus, my Jesus shows me that I can be a man, that I can be strong, that I can be courageous, yet I can show my vulner- my weaknesses, that I can show my emotions and still be
2: a man. What's that verse? Through through my weakness, Christ's strength is Christ made perfect. Is made perfect. Yeah.
1: Through my, through my weakness. I don't know about y'all, but I recognize, I heard of someone say this before, and it has wrecked me. Pastor Jeremy Miller, love him much, he's a dear friend. He said something, and it has stuck with me ever since he said it. He said, the closer you get to the Lord, the closer you get to His light, the more... You recognize your flaws because you, re- you come close to the light and you see everything that's wrong with you. Yeah. And I'm in this place with God where I'm like, God, clean me up. Like David in Psalm 51, clean, create me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Look, ain't, like, y'all can have all this other stuff. Y'all can, you know, say I'm not masculine or say I'm too emotional, whatever. But when it comes to my private time in the Lord, I'm asking you, Jesus, clean me up. I'm crying now. Don't leave me like this. I'm crying out, Father, I recognize my flaws, but in your weakness, in my weakness, rather, you are made strong. Yeah. And you have the power to clean me up, to to transform me, to make me more like you. So purge me. cleanse, Cleanse me. Renew my mind. Heal my soul. Make me hope. Do whatever you need to do on the inside of me that I do not Uh, i'm not the same person i'm going to like today as i will be tomorrow that Mm -hmm. i'm I'm different tomorrow that i'm getting closer and closer that i'm not trying to reach perfection on earth but i'm I'm getting closer and closer to being more like jesus in my thought life in my in my speech in my actions in my emotions in my heart posture
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely i mean it's it's the other night i was we were i was hanging out with the captains, actually, the life group captains, and I, we were we were talking about I don't know what we were talking about, just whatever, and it just just randomly hit me. I just the this the phrase, "God is good," mm-hmm. and I just was like, I was like, "But guys, like God is good." Yes, He is. And yes, it was so. It's funny because I've always heard that, mm-hmm. but it never it hit me such an emotional level. that I completely broke down and started crying, just over three words: "God mm-hmm. is good." And it just, it just wrecked me. Yes. And that like was like a defining, it, that only happened like maybe two weeks ago. Wow. And I was like, that is my defining moment mm-hmm. that I still am holding on to. Mm-hmm. Just that with everything going on in the semester, that that one night when we weren't even talking about anything spiritual, we are just, I was sitting on the couch. I remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember who I was looking at, that, that it just hit me that God is yeah. good. Yeah. And how I broke down because of that. And how I even to this day will just be like reminding myself, like, God is good. Oh. And feeling the joy of that moment return.
1: Yes. Because it's not just head knowledge, it's heart knowledge. Oh, mm. that, that God is good. And that, that, when we have moments like that, that is the fruit of enduring the cross that being crucified with christ that we are continually seeking the face of god and that we are resisting the devil that we're saying no to our flesh that we are choosing to walk after the spirit not after the flesh mm-hmm. and that in those moments we have those heart realizations that it connects not just in in mental capacity but in our heart capacity in our spirits that that god is good so that's
0: that's that's amazing i love that amen yeah well um christian it's been such a wonderful Set and honor, guys. guy. Thank you, thank you, to thank have you, you on the, the show. Um, we're ending off a little early today. Usually we go into like the hour you know, mark, it's
2: fifty minutes. But this, this we're great.
0: we're heading into the the mark of where we're gonna send you off because you are so sleepy right now
2: sleepy my man was on fire I well he cannot. was you can't sleep you, when there's your boy a fire hungry
0: it <laughs> was a lure
1: because i was a little tired
0: <laughs> i can say for sure I'm, I'm tired too and i know chris you usually get to bed at like three in the afternoon so it's like i cannot that's a running joke we have on the podcast ever serious? since the first one because when last year he used to go to bed at like
2: what time you used i try to, to go? go to bed at like nine
0: bro i'm like, with you I'm he, not for that all, all i all. honor that his his stuff anymore. commitment and his discernment are like going to bed on time. Like he is always committed to going to bed on time, but we always joke with him about, we bump the time up every <laughs> you, time. Listen,
1: bro, it's at 7.30, you boy in bed I'm <laughs> loving it. Okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> enjoy yeah. it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But before we wrap up, we do this thing on the show called plugs, plugs. or plugging stuff. So do you have right. anything you got to plug or you want to plug or,
1: plug
0: uh, plug you got to plug it one of my more my plug okay
1: well, well i'm a part of new life church is that what we're talking about yeah like yeah you, yeah you plug, something like that yeah one well, part of new life church in virginia beach virginia here if you are in, ever in the area or you are in the area i would check it out we have services i help i'm um, co facilitate our saturday night service 6 p.m in our kempsville location um, we also have a young adult service on sunday nights i'm a part of and i um also Kind of go from Kempsville on Sunday morning sometimes or Deep Creek mm. campus as well. But We've had Pastor Jeff on the podcast. Uh, Love him so much. So it's I would definitely make a plug for New Life Church. It's been a huge blessing. I've been there for a little over a year. And uh, my heart has been transformed in, in greater ways being in that house of worship. So Awesome. Plug that. Also, y'all continue to listen to this podcast because these two guys are great. They're awesome. They're, some sh- Great wisdom. Laura's used them mightily, and I'm just honored to know both of them.
0: Well, thank you. That plug is uh, that's a very special plug. Um, I would like to plug uh, Morgan and Vernie. They are coming back this Friday. In between? In between conversations. They are coming back with their special guest. Miss Ivana will be on the show this week. And they're going to be producing a lot of new episodes. So we're excited to be their producers for the uh, Go On Original podcast as well as a brand new podcast that has been started on the network titled...
2: Theologically Speaking. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that podcast... First episode came out... Last week. Last week. Yeah. And uh it was amazing yeah we got great feedback on it oh, christian yeah. and gabe so much. just pushing the the narrative forward in regards to just yep. expanding ideas here on the podcast and just we're so excited they have a brand new episode coming up and i can't reveal it yet but right now they are in the process of booking a very big guest for their third episode oh man so yeah i can't say they told me today i can't say anything just yet but look forward to that yeah um
2: yeah if you are a uh loyal go on listener and you just listen to jaron and i and whoever is our guest i definitely recommend listening to theologically speaking and in between conversations definitely other perspectives uh and just a whole workshop uh, of community and it's just really amazing to hear not just only our voices but the other amazing yes christians and believers that we have on this podcast yes absolutely so to wrap us up christian Thank you so much for being a part of this. You You really brought the heat. Thank you so much. Really changed my heart tonight. (laughs) Uh, And Jaron, always a pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening to Go On. um, And we'll see you on the next episode.